Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In the Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and today on the podcast, we have Dolores Catania from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Dolores is a total gem, one of my favorites to talk to, you know, because she is genuinely friends with pretty much everybody on the cast, and she has been forever. And, you know, I think that she gets some flack for kind of playing the middle and being friends with everybody and not picking a side or what have you. But the premise that, like, that can't happen or that's not a valid position to take is... I completely disagree with that. I'm somebody who likes to be friends with a lot of people and be friends with both sides, and I think it's possible. It's a really hard role for her to play, but she does it pretty damn well. And so I think that that sort of also makes her, because she's sort of privy to both sides, it makes her one of the most fun, um, engaging people to talk to around this show because she can't have an informed opinion about what's going on on both sides. So love Dolores. She talked a lot about, you know, the relationships with the other women, the Melissa and Teresa of it all, how the show moves forward, all of that. We first spent a good amount of time talking about the relationship with Polly and how that's complicating her relationship with Frank. You know, we see on this week's episode that he's feeling some type of way about, you know, how Polly's entrance into their life has impacted the family dynamic. And Dolores has a very clear stance on that, and I and I and I'm behind her on it. It was really interesting to hear her perspective on it, and yeah, it was it was a great week for Dolores on this show, and uh, so it was the perfect time to talk to her. Keep listening for my interview with Dolores Catania. Tune in to the Real Housewives in New Jersey on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. on Bravo, and please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're here with Dolores Catania from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Dolores, it is always a pleasure looking gorgeous and green. How are you today? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, I mean, we're we're into the season now. How are you How are you doing? How, how is it going for you five episodes in? Oh, I have to take a deep breath. It has not been easy because, you know, I'm not like mushy in general. And here mm-hmm. I am this relationship and I'm... Like me and Paul are like kind of mushy over each other. So that, that's hard. Then I'm dealing with the whole, you know, the transition with Frank. Frank seems hurt. I'm hurt. Like, it's so hard. Like this episode killed me. Literally yeah. Killed me. You know, I feel bad. Frank's taking things personal. There's nothing personal about it. And, you know, he misses the way things were, my availability to him all these years. But um, I'm still who I am to him. I will always be that. But I'm just in a relationship right now that's taking a lot of my time and this is the way it is. And I'm just trying to compromise and everybody needs to be happy, but I'm worried about myself for once. It just sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it sucks. And I think that people deal with a change like that differently. And I think that, that it's sort of just, and it's just kind of coming to terms with, okay, how can we talk about this in a way that works for both of us? And I think that you're also both dealing with it differently as well. Right. We're both dealing with it differently. We're not talkers about emotions. This is a new era. It's a new thing that people do. We don't come from this. Mm-hmm. And it's like you kind of just deal with things and you get by them and you you fight and then you make up and you don't talk about it ever again. And this is we don't even I don't think, you know, we really know how to articulate ourselves even that well as grown successful adults who have been through so much in life. We just still don't have the words for our feelings. The, the emotions. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. The, the emotions. And and that's a big struggle. Like I'm even considering therapy to be able, not because I'm not okay with myself. I don't know how to explain things. Like you ever see little kids bite each other because they don't know how to express. Yeah, totally. And then they get 
like they bite. That's what they do. I remember Frankie bit somebody on the ass when he was in like pre-K and they explained to him, I'm like, why do you do that? And they're like, cause kids get frustrated. They don't know how to speak. That's the first sort of instinct. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's what Frank and I are, you know, at now. So it's hard. And like I said, it's hard to articulate feelings and emotions that you've never dealt with before. Totally. Yeah. So we see at the softball game that he, I mean, you, you have a little moment where you're and in your confessional, you're like, get over it, like whatever, whatever. But what was the first moment that you figured out that Frank was sort of harboring some of these feelings about your relationship with Paul, that he was sort of feeling some type of way? When did you first sort of pick up on that? Just right in the beginning when, when things had changed. But when I realized it was going to be more of an issue than I thought was when he, he mentioned at the reunion, he said, he called him Buzz Lightyear. And I was like, what do you do? Do you realize like, is, you know, and Andy was like, no, no, it was funny. It was like, no, I know where this is going to go now. This is now a thing. And I didn't, I was, you know, I hoped that Frank wouldn't have done it like that because then there was something that we had to now face and deal with. But again, we signed up for this. I know what I signed up for. And you have to be transparent on what's going on in your life. And that's part of what this is all about. This life, being a housewife isn't for free. And he, and he says also in that episode, when he's on that triple date, he says that you guys are the furthest you, you've been in years. Is that a statement that you agreed with? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, so you, you, you did feel some of the distance, but it was almost like healthy. In your mind, it's more healthy distance than he maybe sees it. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a distance right now for me to establish what I need to in a relationship to go the way I wanted to, to be different from past relationships. You right. Know, everybody has this perception that Frank's the man in my life who... And if I asked him to do something, he would, but he wasn't, I didn't belong to Frank in that way. Mm-hmm. So there were things that I wouldn't take from him or ask him for. A lot of it was on my own. And when I met Paul, he said, if I'm going to be your boyfriend, then I have to be the one that you come to for something. And that just calls for me spending more time being accountable to Paul and being the God man in my life at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how it sort of, how the reverse looks because Frank has a girlfriend, Brittany, and you guys all seem to get along really well. And, and you all have a, a, seem, seem to have a good relationship. Did he you? Did have- yeah. But how, I guess like, but you haven't expressed it, that sort of same sentiment in the reverse where like you feel far from him because of his girlfriend and all that. Like, how does that work sort of in the reverse? Or is it just sort of, again, sort of the difference in sort of how you evaluate? Well, it situation? wasn't like that because, so Brittany had, um, understood the dynamics of our relationship because she knew us for a long right. time. Anyone that really knows us or knows of us knows the the chemistry and the relationship that we have as far as being close family, friend, you know, best friends or whatever. Paul came into this not even knowing what the housewives was. Right. <laughs> Paul doesn't know the people that I know. Paul and I, Paul was someone who lived a very kind of secluded life and nobody really knew what Paul did or what he was like people on his block, even as you see, he, he has this beautiful townhouse. He has these beautiful cars. He smells good. He looks good. He dressed. People always wondered who and what Paul is because he kept to himself. Right. It's from a place where you're taught to keep from yourself. You know, Dublin is a tough place mm. and you know, you didn't put your stuff out there. So Paul carried that over into his life. And now he's on TV with a woman who has this big, huge life 
And it was hard for him. I had to respect and understand where Paul was coming from in more ways than one. Paul didn't sign up for this, but Paul signed up for me. And this comes with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I almost, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I almost feel like that because he didn't even know what housewives was like that, that must like kind of help your relationship work because he's not in it for, like you said, he's in it for you. He's not in it for any oh. of the other extra stuff. Like that comes with the territory, obviously, but that's not why he's yeah. in a relationship. No, Paul, he gets, um, he gets a kick out of it. You know, it's fun to him when it was filming, like he didn't, he was like, I'm not going to film that much, but I'll do what I need to do for your, who you are. Right. And so I'm like, okay. So he filmed more. He didn't even realize he was filming as much as he was. And now watching it and seeing how like our lives are played out and Frank is upset or, you know, what someone said, like every week he's like cringing, like, what did I say? What did I look like? What did I do? Yeah. He's never watched it back before. Right. And, and that's a whole other experience. That sort of gets into my next question of like, how is Polly reacting to sort of seeing some of this stuff with Frank play out on the show? Because it's probably some of the first times that he's privy to some of the things that Frank is saying in other yeah. group settings and things. Oh, yeah. And even me as a seasoned person on the show, I I am just becoming was privy to what Jennifer said about me in the first episode. I had no idea. She called me a, um, a name or name. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was said. Yeah. I didn't know what was said in her confessionals because I wasn't talking like that about her. Right. So I wasn't even retaliating because I didn't even know. So this year has been enlightening for me in that respect as well. And I know how I feel. So he's seeing like, you know, he goes, I don't want to be, he doesn't want to be the blame for the change of me and Frank. It's, it's the relationship that I'm looking for. Mm. I know what I have to do to have a different outcome. So It's not like Paul says, you can't do this. You can't do that. You know? Right. Totally. But he, but so he, but he's sort of taking the, some of the revelations from Frank in stride in terms of how Frank was thinking about your whole dynamic. You'll see things change. And Frank had to be more patient. And I asked Frank, you'll see a coming up scene where I do ask Frank for his patience on this. Mm. And he doesn't, he's like, but hurry up. I'm like, no, no, no. You can't force this on somebody. What we have is kind of, a specific kind of relationship and you can't force it down somebody's throat. This has to work its way. And you'll see that it does. It was a very hard thing for me to do because I didn't want to see Frank hurt and I didn't want things to come between me and Paul. I wanted Paul to be established with me before he needed to accept what's going on there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, totally. And, and Dolores, I was at the, uh, the Valentine's day page six event that you guys did together. And it was so, it was so much fun. And like, you know, we, we, again, we see Frank say that Paulie might be insecure about the whole situation, but in that seeing you guys in person and, you know, bantering on stage together and you were so cute and fun and it was really lighthearted and, I didn't sense any sort of insecurity from, from any of that. And I'm curious, like, cause that's sort of a, a loaded word, I think, to label, to label yeah. Polly's feelings. Yeah. What did you think of that? Um, I think John Fuda is the one that asked that question. Oh, got it. So anyone who knows Paul, just look at what this man has come from. He came here by himself in his twenties with nothing but a suitcase and like $25 in his pocket. And he's, become so successful. He's good looking. He's, you know, smart. He's, he's, so he's got some insecure 
I mean, he, he walked into this life not wanting it, not knowing anything. And he, you've seen him on stage. You've seen him on camera. There's no insecurity. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's the wrong word. I think, it, you know, Paul just didn't understand or know, just like he didn't know about the housewives. He didn't know about two people that get divorced that could be so close, you know. Totally. Yeah. So let's switch gears a little bit. Let's get into some of the, the women. You know, Dolores, I feel like you have, I'm, I've been so impressed over the years by you in terms of how you are able to maintain a, friendships with most of the women on the cast. And, and despite what's going on between them and you, 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 you kind of hold this middle ground without, without being with, you, you still state your opinion and, and you'll defend people, but you, you really do hold this middle ground really, really well. And I think Sometimes, like I see viewers say things about not just this franchise, but in general, like oh, there's yeah. a phrase, there, there's a phrase that's like a friend to everyone is a friend to no one. And I actually really disagree with that statement because I'm like you where, where, where I, I think that it's possible to be friends with, with everybody and, 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 and but, but that's a jealous thing yeah, that comes yeah, totally. from someone who I get a lot of flack and a lot of admiration for how I am. And I take both of the criticism just fine. Right. You know? Totally. And, and I'm wondering if like, but this moment right now, because we know where this season goes and, and sort of where things stand now, which is not in a, not in a very good place between Melissa yeah. and Teresa. And you're obviously really great longtime friends with both of them. It, is this one of the hardest moments to be in the middle to, to sort of try to maintain both sides? Like, can yes. you talk to, can you talk me through your position and well, dealing with this so much you know there's so much hurt going on here and there's so much behind the scenes going on and I, I think it's nastier and uglier than it's ever been so now it's coming to the point where uh it hasn't been easy amongst the women for me for them not to feel that like some type of what about me that i'm not jumping on either side but not now and not ever do I let somebody else dictate how I handle things. You know, it's never been easy to, to not pick a side because of what people say to me or what a friend. And to be honest, um, I don't really care what someone thinks or what someone says. And that's how I'm able to maintain it because I don't care what somebody on the outside is saying like, oh, how could you not turn on her? I'm no one soldier. And and I have my own mind. I don't agree with what people do to each other. Yeah. But, you know, is it hard? I stay like when things are so heated, I've even been like this in high school. When things are so heated, sometimes you have to just step away from it and let things calm down before you can talk. Because knowing yeah. that I'm, friends, I'm not hearing full stories from either side because nobody really knows. They should know by now. I don't repeat things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also there are three sides to the stories. There's one side, that side, and then there's a the truth. And so it's like, that's right. also part of it, sort of trying and to parse through. If ever there was a time for anyone to not be involved with Joe and Teresa, because it's such a pivotal moment in their lives where it's all come to a head. It is all come now where, and it's like not good. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really, it is heartbreaking to watch. And I guess what, one of the questions I had for you is sort of like, I'm wondering if, do you find that the expectations on sort of either side of the aisle, so like the Teresa, Jennifer side of things, and then the sort of Melissa, Margaret, Joe sort of side of things, are the expectations of like when you should be defending them or what, or, or kind of the expectations of those friendships, are those, do you find that those are different on either side? Because I feel like both sides sort of think about 
friendship and allegiance and relationships differently? Yeah. So I think they know me by now. It doesn't mean because I'm not jumping in on a fight that I, I haven't stood behind them. I support them more than their fights. All of them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, there's been different times where I've expressed my feelings. Like even when I came to Jennifer, when I was like, listen, you're, you're all ganging up on her. It's time to stop. Or with Teresa, I'll explain that if she said something or if someone took it away, I'll be like, I know her well enough. I'm not so sure that's what she meant by that. I'm just telling you, I don't have to express myself in a way like, oh, you, uh, you're, you're this, you're that, you, yeah. Or when they're in the middle of explaining themselves, jumping in and trying to talk over them, that doesn't mean that I'm a good friend that I stick up for them. It's the way I do it. Mm-hmm. And when they're not around and when the cameras aren't there and I'm still doing it, I I'm very true to myself on who I know I am as a friend. I don't need to put on semantics and, and be so like crazy to let someone know who I am. Totally. No, I, I totally agree with that. And, and I'm, you know, you and Jennifer obviously kicked off the season with like a, a, quite a big kind of explosive moment. And it, and it I continues. Know, I was so good. Gibson, it, did you think yeah, I, was I was, I was proud of you. I was proud of you. you, you that was so, so hard for me. It was a lot. And I'm curious how just using that as sort of an example, when you, when you have something with Jennifer, does that complicate any of the other dynamics or do you just see it as it's you and Jennifer? I just see it as me and Jennifer. No one jumped in. No person jumped in. (laughs) Not one of them jumped in and said, Jennifer, everybody was like, but she's her, but this and I'm like, the whole world sees what's going on here. Not one of you said, came to my defense. And I'm not, I'm not, not one. I'm not holding anybody against, I'm not holding anybody accountable to that. I, I don't care. I'm good. But, and she said some hurtful things in that moment too. So it's sort of Hardful. like. For no reason. Yeah. No reason. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you about a, a, a comment that Gia made in her confessional in, in the last episode last week. And because it, it sort of, to me, kind of said a lot. And it was, they asked her, a producer, you hear the producer asking her sort of, when was the last time it was great between Melissa and Joe and, and Teresa and, and and your mom and, all, and the whole family. And she said yeah. it was before Louie. Louis. Yeah. For Louis. And I, I, what, how did you I, react to that? It's hard to say. Cause I'm not in their life every day. I've seen Louis stand in front of Teresa a lot and make her do something that no one's ever done before, like self reflect. So I don't know how, how or why that would be the case. It just may be timing on everything kind of exploding after all these years of fighting and things coming to a head. Right. And, and maybe, maybe the fact that he's just the sort of catalyst for her thinking differently. And yeah. that's sort of right. 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 Totally. Thinking for herself more and pe- somebody being with her and t- see Teresa was alone for a long time. So there was no one standing next to her saying, you shouldn't have said this. You did this. Look at what this person said. Look what this person didn't say. Look who's your friend. Look who isn't. She's sure. had that. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I, that's a really, that's a really good perspective on it. I think that that's, it makes it a little bit, it, it's more nuanced. I think that a lot of people want to give it credit for, honestly. And I think that that's, that's the hard part about this whole thing is like people see it in such black and white and it's like, there's so many different layers to this whole situation. There's so many different layers. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, we know how the season ends. We know that Melissa and Joe don't go to the wedding. And I know there's a lot of lead up to that. We haven't been privy to everything that happens, but 
as somebody who's been on the show for a long time, who knows both sides of things, how do you see the show moving forward after this season? Do you, can, can they can they coexist on the same show still? Because it's gotten so nasty, as you said. Teresa has been very adamant that she won't. Melissa's recently said that she'd like to be able to be in the same room with her. I am, I don't think anyone can predict what's going to happen here. I, I just don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's sort of like the, the hope, there's, there's this happens, hope, the hope and the reality. What happens if there's uh, nobody comes back from the, this last big, huge fight? What happens then? I don't know how a show moves forward or how a group of friends move forward without those people being in the same room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's on the flip side of the coin. It's like I can't even imagine what this show looks like without without both those presidents presences on the show. That's a you good know, too. that's a good question too. But you'll also see moving forward how heated things get, and you'll even question Gibson mm. how they would be able to be in the same room together. Mm. It's it's sad. It's sad. Well, Dolores, I think. But I mean, before we go, we we see on this week's episode that. At your at your charity softball event, your goal was to raise more than last year, and as you, I as you did, and you raised two hundred thousand dollars for Maimonides yeah. Health. And you know, I just wanted to take make sure to take a moment to recognize that because I think I think a lot of the times, and I don't blame anybody for doing this, and it's the it's the smart thing to do, which is like a lot of people we just see them hawking the businesses, their products, their podcasts, their shows, whatever. I think that the way that you use this platform with this with this event, you tie it into the show. To me, there's there are very few instances of a better use of this platform than than, than what you did with what you've done with this event. Um, and so I just wanted to recognize that because it's important, and you're doing really amazing work. It, it, it's 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 real work too. Thank you. Yeah. No, it is. Thank you, and it, it feels so good to do it. So that's that's my baby. Like everybody pushes their thing. This is my thing. But even before I knew what this platform can could do, because seven years ago it was Instagram was like not a big deal, right? And social media wasn't the way to push things out yet; it was just coming into itself. But there was a lot of nasty talk back and forth on Instagram always. That was like right, for, and I said I'd never use my platform for anything bad, but I ne never realized I would use it for so much good. Well, and is is the goal this year to? surpass that again is that every yeah, getting this bigger? Game is grown every year we have over three thousand people coming we raised more money the calendars raised about ten thousand dollars everything goes right to the charity it went to this year uh the money went to maimonides breast center because they accept you whether you have insurance or not so mm -hmm. no one gets turned away from the breast center you walk in you get a mammogram and you get treated if you're sick the same as you would if you had insurance and that's why they will always have my support. And it's also just cool that it's, I think the, the, the game has become this, this almost signature event of the show almost. And it, and it, and also the women mostly behave at it, which is, which is a rarity. So I think it's such a rarity. And, you know, although you'll see the drama in the locker room, what happens <laughs> in the locker room stays in the locker room. And when we get on that field, we still come together as a team. And that's why I always find hope for us. Well, I think, Dolores, that, that's the best way to end. I, I so appreciate you being generous with, your, generous with your time today. I always love chatting with you. And it's I just it's also, it makes me so happy to see the, the place that you have gotten to in your life. And Polly is such a gem. And uh, I think you're, you're lucky to be in, in each other's lives. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Of course. Because, you know, well, Dolores, I, was really I was like, how are people going to take us? Because they see Frank upset. And I was like, but 
Thanks. Now I, I think it, it, I think the, 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 the special relationship that you guys have is so clear, I think. And uh, I think the, the effect that it's had on you too, it just, it's, it, it's hard to argue with that. I really think that. Yeah. Uh, thank you yeah. so much. Well, Dolores, love you. We'll talk, we'll okay. talk again soon. Good to see you. Thanks. Bye. Gibson. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to We Should Talk. I hope you enjoyed the interview. You can find out more about In The Know at InTheKnow.com. You can follow me, Gibson John.